Boom, and there it is. It's the Leafs Weekender in your ears yet again. Brought to you by our friends over at Boxing Rock Brewing Co. The absolute big beer for the big game. Or maybe this week, the big trade as Toronto Maple Leafs. Well, I think Pete said it best the other night when it was breaking. I'm shaking. Is what said. I'm shaking. Um, still M. James. What a, what a trade. So the Leafs bring in the bearded iced warrior that I made a video about many months ago, Ryan O'Reilly, fired up about that. But the other guy, and no, I have not made any clips, guys, but you guys told me to, Mr. Noel Ashari. Let's (laughs) go. That man is a Maple Leaf. Let's go. I feel like I I pumped his tires so much. Kyle Dubas said we just have to do it. We have to. Kyle Dubas was listening. I don't care what anybody says. Let's freaking go. No, shout out to James from Offside Talk, ladies and gentlemen. This guy's <laughs> preached it at the beginning of the season. I was like, I don't know, James. Ryan O'Reilly, that's a far stretch. I, I, I just don't know. But sure shit. He is a Toronto Maple Leaf. Let's fucking go. <laughs> I am so pumped for this. So pumped up for this trade. It means so many things for the Maple Leafs. And we're going to break it down right now. Um, and then we will get to the other side of things too later on. We will talk about Frank Saravelli. Um, I don't want to say shitting his pants over it, being upset about it, but and then Frank, I'm not making fun of you because I know that you, uh, you and some of your contributors like Zach Lang and, and others do follow this show, and I appreciate you very, very much. But it does seem like you're a little upset that you weren't given the tip off on this trade. You seem oh. upset, but anyways, we'll get into that later on towards the end of the show. Um, yeah, who who broke the trade? Was it David? Like the first I saw was David Alter. Uh, I believe it was Elliot Friedman, to be honest. Elliot? With you. Yeah, it's usually him. What am I asking? So it's for? either Frank Saravelli gets it first, Kevin Weeks, or Elliot Friedman. Yeah. Um, yeah, the only thing that I knew about the Alter stuff, uh, you guys were talking about it, and then Alter all of a sudden was on. And yeah, I was breaking a trade with Can Alter. Can we talk about, like, this is that trade was a what were you doing in moment. Can we talk about what we were doing? Because I was just like, I was sick as hell, ready to go to bed. I see in our group chat, man, he sends just a photo. I'm like, what? Not real. It's not, not real. real. I hop on Twitter. I see David Alter, Ryan O'Reilly. That's all I saw with the, in the tweet. I didn't care about anything. So I saw Ryan O'Reilly. I immediately go to all my group chats. Guys, it's happened. Ryan O'Reilly's a Toronto Maple Leaf. What a trade. I'm, I mean, I, I'm like, I was shaking for the last 30, like, after, after 30 minutes. Just, Pure shakes. I, I had to pinch myself in the morning. I had to double check social media to make sure that Ryan O'Reilly actually happened because it like 11 o'clock PM. I had to make sure in the morning. I wasn't sure. I, so, uh, I cannot say that Elliot Friedman was the first person I heard it from because our group chat popped the frick off. I'm getting off work and I'm reading, I'm looking down on my phone and I'm like, Ryan O'Reilly, what is happening? And I go and I made my reaction video on TikTok in my car. I was so amped, so pumped. I was trying to still get warm, but I was already there because I was shaking so much. I was so pumped. Oh, my God. Uh, Shout out to Ryan O'Reilly's dad for posting that video of his kids reacting. Oh, my God. I love that. In on the Leafs. I freaking loved every moment of that. If I was Ryan O'Reilly, I would have had freaking butterflies. That was so cool. And my heart pumping. Local Clinton boy just down the road from me. I'm pretty sure 
He drove through the Timmys here in Lucan, Ontario a while ago. We won't talk about that. Yeah, let's leave that legend. Don't care what anybody says. He absolutely loves the atmosphere surrounding this team right now. I love this. Love it. Love it. Love it. So here's here's the big thing, okay, guys. So let's let's break this down on a, a finite level here. The Maple Leafs go and get a player. What did I say the other night on Wednesday? When we have a player out of our top six, it looks noticeable. Matthews is out. It looked noticeable. Now you have this guy who can play on your third line if you so want him to. But by the way, Nola Shari, no slouch on the faceoff dot, folks. Looking pretty damn good. Fifty eight percent so far as a Maple Leaf. Not bad. I'll take that every day of the week. But now Ryan O'Reilly can fit into your top six onto your third line. He can play center. He can play wing. Oh, by the way, Ryan O'Reilly and Nola Cherry, without even a practice with the Maple Leafs, out there penalty killing and on the power play. <laughs> so these guys just fit right in beautifully. But I don't understand how anyone – I know the assets given up, okay? It was Magic Beans and two prospects that were never going to be a part of the Maple Leafs big club. They weren't. They just weren't. Sorry to say, Gaudette was a good story, but he didn't get further along in his development with the Marlins here to come up. So you leave that one alone. But the thing that no one is talking about is the Toronto Maple Leafs got Ryan O'Reilly at 75% retained. 1.825 on the cap hit is Ryan O'Reilly as a Maple Leaf. That alone is disgusting. But here's the other caveat that it no one else really is talking about either. They slide Matt Murray onto the LTIR without so much as a tweet about it. You had to figure it out that night. Me and Alter were on, and it happened as we were on. He went from IR to LTIR to the Leafs having 4.1 plus in cap space to do some more dancing. And before everybody says, well, what about Matt Murray? How is he going to get games in? How is he going to play? Well, if you guys remember, when Bogosian and Hyman went down, the year that Freddie Anderson went down, it gave them the exact amount of cap space to reactivate Freddie Anderson and put him back into the lineup for the last game of the season to give him time to play. So, guys, like David Alter said when we started this season in our season preview show, injuries will help you take care of the cap, and the Leafs are one of the best at doing it. So sit back and watch the fireworks, because like last night, Elliot Friedman and Anthony Stewart said, Kyle Dubas ain't freaking done. There is more work that's going to happen. What possible trade can he make here? Obviously, we want a defenseman at this point, but like, <laughs> what pieces are you going to move? Is it going to be Kerfoot? Angle? Um, like, Camp? I, was I, don't, like, what, I was what talking, do you... if it's a top four defenseman, I think Sandine's out. You think so? Yeah, I think they would move a Sandy. I really do. I also think that... Why not Lilligren? Lilligren's, Lilligren's defensive play is way higher than Sandine's. And that, that that like, I think you have to choose that over the over the points mm-hmm. uh, per game, per game, whatever points. Uh, just just because you that's what you need in the playoffs rather than um, the, a lot of the points. And Sandine's a left-handed shot and it's very hard to come by a right-handed shot in my opinion. It is hard to come by a right-handed shot. But if you're looking at guys that you're going to add, uh, Elliot Friedman, you guys chirped me about this, was uh, Scott Mayfield. And now with Matt Barzell being out indefinitely, 
for the New York Islanders. If anybody oh, has heard that one, that really that. sticks a dagger into the Ooh. New York Islanders' plans. Um, so take that as you will. But if you're in a playoff hunt, one of your best offensive players goes down, that really does not help your cause. But Horvat aside, so that may be heating up the coffee, the brew, the whatever you want to get yourself a, a Mayfield on this team. But again, you also probably, if you get Mayfield, you're going to find a way to do it on the cheap. And then you're going to go, hmm, who else could we possibly go and get? I would say you'd probably go look at a Domi, a Bukestad, something that fits in your bottom six. And Domi looked good last night with Patty Kane, guys. He does. He knows how to. He knows how to dish the puck off to him very, very well. He just knows how to feet. And he's not afraid to get his nose dirty. I don't mean he has to be physical or fight, but he's not afraid to play along the boards. He's not afraid to go in the corner, and he's not afraid to take a licking to make addition. So he knows what he he was raised by a goon. (laughs) Uh, A lot of people saying Hathaway as well as an option. I like Um, Hathaway. I like Hathaway as a bottom six guy, but. Why we're not looking for a bottom six, are we? Why wouldn't we look for a bottom six? You definitely want to upgrade on what you have. I don't think it really matters, to be honest. If you get a top six guy, like obvious, like obviously that would be great, but like that would move Ryan O'Reilly down in my but opinion. Are you gonna have to give up another pick? Hundred percent if you're getting oh, listen, oh my God. it you you have already committed to the all your chips are in the middle now. Yeah, yeah, buddy. I, I don't all in. So I, now, I now you're looking at what else for. can I give up because I've already pushed. So I'm going to give up the rest of my chips that are there and say I'm absolutely all in. So I don't think Matthew Nye. Matthew Nye is going nowhere. 100% I think, I think not he's going not to be a, an addition piece to this lineup. But I do think that anyone else that's not nailed down and any other pick is available. Yeah, I think we were just talking about Ty Voigt. There's another person that can be utilized in a trade. But, Toby uh, Niemela. Toby Niemela, Ronnie yeah. Horvinen. Yep. Uh, any of the prospect goalies you have playing in the KHL, Hiddleby, Nicky Bobby, there's all kinds of different things that maybe you say, you know what? We've gone this far. We are going all the way down the road. Do We're we do we get a backup at this point, or you think you think him uh, Murray hopping into the playoffs is good enough? Mur- oh. Murray, will, Murray will have his opportunity to come back into this lineup and probably play about 10 games. How many times uh, has he been injured now? He's been injured a bunch, but I mean, at the same time, he, he still has a 12 and 5 record. He's not a bad goalie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's still got a winning record, but he can't stay healthy. What's that? Like, so it's guaranteed that he's going to get injured in the playoffs then, right? Like, but that, that means you have an insurance policy in, 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 in Elias Samsonov and Sonar. You know yeah, what Sonar I mean, can do. And we Maybe do, he yeah, backed up Sonar. Who knows? And we do have good goaltending depth. Like, I'm okay with Wall and Chalgren playing for a game or two, but like, it's. I'm Still okay with quite scary how often our goalies no, you, have to, you also have to remember it's let let's say in a deep playoff run, the majority of the time the number one plays all of the games. Which at this point, guy, the incumbent unless getting in Toronto is really off. Unless he gets injured. That is the only I didn't like what Minnesota did last year in the first round. They flip-flopped. I think it was Flurry. Talbot. No, no, Tal. Oh yeah, Flurry Tal. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, yeah, I didn't. I didn't like that. Like, why are you flipping somebody in a full first round? Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. I, I don't know. But do you remember the one year it was a battle between the Washington goalies, Holtby and was Grubauer. it Bob? or oh. I don't know. Yeah, it was, 
it was a big controversy with who they were going to start. And um, I think they started with Varlamov and then Holpe just took the reins and ended up winning the Stanley Cup with them. So it's good to see that we have a, a one-two punch in that. Um, I, like I always used to say that you need a stud of a goalie to win a Stanley Cup. But I, I mean, last year kind of just said, kind of proved me wrong, showing that you can win with a mediocre goalie with Darcy Kemper. And so I, I think the, the Leafs have what it takes to, to win the Stanley Cup this year, boys. I mean, knock on wood, but I, I, it looks like they, they have a good team this year. They have a solid team this year. And here's the other thing, too. Everybody's saying that Dubas, uh, for these trades, lied about rentals. But here's the thing. Maybe he didn't. Maybe there is interest from Ryan O'Reilly to re-sign with the Maple Leafs. And maybe they know that. And they're just waiting to see how things pan out before they dish a deal. And maybe Ryan O'Reilly will be a Maple Leaf for the foreseeable future, along with Noel Shari. Do you imagine? So maybe those deals, maybe you just have to see where the cap's at. Maybe all those things have to, you know, just percolate a bit more. But Dubas did say that he wasn't making deals for rentals. So maybe he knows something we don't. And maybe these guys are going to be Maple Leafs for a few more years to come. And this isn't just one kick at the can with these guys. So let's just take that for what we He's want. very good at working the media, that Kyle Dubas guy. Um, I do I do like what he said with um, how he, like, he's not married to the player. He wants him to move in first to see, like, yep. when he was asked about a contract extension. I, I'd like to move in first before we get married sort of deal, which makes complete sense. Like, see how he fits in. Go from there, see what he wants to do after the season, and then if you can sign him to a nice little hometown discount, that'd be pretty cool. Hey, I, th- I think I think being in the bottom six kind of makes you the uh, uh, at a hometown discount. It, just in my opinion. Yeah, but I mean, here's the thing: you got Kerfoot going out the door at three and a half million. Would you pay Ryan O'Reilly three and a half million? Kerfoot Engvall. I'd pay him three. Yeah, oh, I, I'd, I'd have him hang around. Why wouldn't you have him hang around? I think it's a great thing. But how old is he? Out. He's what thirty two. Thirty two. Yeah, he's my age. <laughs> That's so weird. That's so weird, it is weird. Thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. He's uh I hate that feeling. I'll just look like I look like I'm a silly young boy. So it's it's but, weird to see. But I mean, I get to Matthews is only six months older than me, so I get to follow him and the rest of my life and his career. So hmm. <laughs> all right. Well, guys, let's jump into this here. Uh the week that was for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, obviously seen the trade, but it was a two one and oh week. Um, we're not so happy about the last game. We uh, we've already touched on you guys both were not here. Uh, had Manny and Clark Monroe. I, I was listening to Lena, yeah. Manny came in. I was, oh, I was awesome. like, I thought he was talking to the comments for a second because I like he was just like saying Manny and I didn't hear anything in the background. And then Manny spoke up, and I was like, "Oh, hey, it's Manny!" Yeah, no, it's it was amazing. Uh, you know, the good thing about this show is there's lots of people that uh, definitely want to step in at a moment's notice to to talk some hockey, and they're all either Maple Leaf fans or or fans of the game, which is great. But yeah, so Wednesday night we we talked about the uh, the first Chicago game, not too shabby. We pick up a victory. We won't dwell too much on that one. Uh, we play Montreal on Saturday night. The Montreal game to me was a tale of uh, really two teams in that first period. You know, the Leafs get scored on, figure it out, and then they did what we want them to do, which is put their foot on the gas, not take it off, and show the world that they can do what they need to do. And Joel Wool did his job, stood on Brick his head. Wool. 
days. A brick wool. You know, wool he or won't he? Well, he definitely wool. Love the pun. You know? Oh, I know. I'm just wool of it. I yeah, know. I mean, I love that um, Ryan O'Reilly's first shift, he almost scored. Like, he had it. Martyr fed him a sweet pass in the slot, and he just missed. Like, how cool would that have been if Ryan O'Reilly scored on his first shift? Oh, it would have been amazing. Very yeah, would be like he's the answer to all of our prayers. I would have bought a jersey right there. <laughs> I think I would have bought a jersey. I think I bought a jersey anyway. Oh, that's a that's a sweet jersey, man. I like oh. that guy. Um, but yeah, anyways, so they come out, Noel Shari, physical, doing what he needs to do as a part of this deal, looking solid. Um, I love him on the face-off dot, add a little bit of thing. The one thing that I liked about it the most is both of those guys were adamant to be in the lineup on Saturday night against the Habs. They red-eyed it, got there, got in the lineup pretty much like hours after the trade broke, which is pretty damn cool that they wanted to be there. But they were already taking up after their teammates. And if you look at the scrum behind the net, someone went after Matthews, and Ryan O'Reilly was already dropping a couple little haymakers and grabbing guys and pulling them out of the piles. Nola Shari, same thing. Someone knocked Kerfoot in front of the net. The guy that Dylan says falls down a lot, and Nola Shari was right there saying, you're not knocking my boy over. So I like that factor, and that's why I'm saying I think if the Leafs add one or two or more of those kind of guys, just guys that just – they don't have to be fighters, but they just don't take no shit. Yeah. You know, they won't take no crap and they won't take you touching their guy. Yeah. They don't need to be a scrapper, but they'll be in there right in your face, like, you know, you'll back up. Otherwise, I will drop you. And I don't give a rat's ass if I do. Looking you know? at Nola Chari, I did not realize how dominant of a jaw he has. Like, I looked at his jaw and it's just <laughs> rock solid. He's just like, yeah, <laughs> I'm here to freak shit up, bud. I, I heard um, Dubis was trying to go for Noel Chari uh, in the offseason there, but um, it's kind yeah, of it, the trade. James totally wasn't hearing those rumors during the summer at all. <laughs> nope, never heard nothing. Never heard a goddamn never heard thing. thing. <laughs> Listen, it's, it's good that these players are with the Maple Leafs, and then we'll flip the script. We'll go to last night's game. Last night's game, not exactly what you want to see, but I will tell you this. There is one player on that Chicago team that's pissed off, and it should, it's Mr. Patty Kane. Yep. That guy came out and wanted to tell everyone, hey, I'm here, I'm going somewhere, and you're going to want to pick me up. Because apparently on Saturday night, a lot of teams have already uh, pulled off on the Patty Kane sweepstakes, and we're not wanting to uh, to make any deals. We're not wanting to pay the price for Patrick Kane. Well, five goals in two games, and now everybody's back in the pool, as Elliot Friedman said. And I'm wondering, you know, who he wants to party with, because he controls his fate. I mean... He's sounded a little salty that he didn't get to go to the Rangers. Sounded a little salty that he didn't get to go to the Leafs. So, you know, they, now you hey, wonder where he's going to go. The Leafs could still fit him in with that 4.1, but I don't think it's going to happen. Um, where do you guys think he's going to go? Um, I think – well, I think the two obvious ones are Carolina and Dallas. I think I, – I don't know. I think Carolina's got the cap space right now with Pacioretty out. Yes, well, and they do need that to drive to have a dominant, uh, yeah, to have a fighting chance in the Metro, I guess. Yeah, you're right. Hey, Kaner, it's McDavid. Yeah, you want to come play with me? All right. We'll see you in Edmonton. You don't think Matthew said that to him too? Um, well, I, Kyle Dubas already went out and made a deal that kind of brought in a big-name player. So. Yeah. I don't, I don't think Edmonton needs 
another superstar there. I'm just going to put that one out there. They need defense, and I don't care what anybody else says. They, they suck ass on defense, just like Ottawa, and they're hanging their goalies at the dry a lot of the time. They rely yeah, on we'll, David and Dry Settle to we'll score. Go, we'll five, go around six, the horn about goals. trades and stuff here in a minute. We'll, we'll get back on track yeah. to the Chicago game that was. Well, Speaking of hanging goalies out to dry, the Leafs hung Helia Samsonov out to dry, and he couldn't even hang himself out to dry. Apparently, he spent a, a lot of time in the shitter. So, poor guy. There's a virus going around. I caught it, I'm pretty sure, but he was sick last night. Like, it's, he, should he should not have played. played. Yeah. You should have let Shogren play. I said that all weekend, though, even any of my videos. I said that you should just let him heal up, let him rest up until yeah. when or Tuesday night when you play Buffalo. Yeah. You know, you don't need him back. Let him just rest. Yeah. You know, why put and him on the road to Chicago I'm, when he's sick? I got I got issues and I would not play a game if it, if that's that's what was going on. I'm I'm, yeah, but he, he's right there. A, I'm not I'm not going down on my knees and trying to save a Save a goal when a fart might slip out and a streak mark gets, gets blasted into my head. Is like, <laughs> onto the graphic. <laughs> oh, I'm just that's... saying it's it's pretty evident. Like poor Sammy, that that goal that Kaner scored between his freaking five hole. I felt bad. The poor guy probably shat himself. Yeah, I. The thing with last night, too, like a lot of people are mad that, uh, oh, Leafs played down to the, the lesser opponent. Sure, Chicago's garbage this year. But, like, the Leafs played – that's a back-to-back -back game with yeah. two new players in the lineup that haven't even practiced and don't know their system yet. And Chicago is, I think, two hours behind. So, it's like they they played a 6 p.m. Eastern time game. So, it, they, play, they go from playing a 7 p.m. game on uh, Saturday to Sunday where they, they're – pretty much at a 4 p.m. time zone there. And they're, they're obviously tired as hell. So, like, I wasn't too frustrated with that loss. Like, you know they're tired. They they almost had it. But literally, Martyr hit the, the post in the third period. That game could have gone either way. It, it was just a couple lucky a bounces, I think, that Chicago got. Like, that that Kaner goal behind the freaking net, that one was. Yeah, that was a Yeah. Uh, I mean, that Patrick Kane guy, Mr. Hatrick Kane, he's <laughs> – you can't, you can't ever die that man. He, Listen, he but here's wet. the thing though: Chicago was playing a goaltender that was in his fifth NHL game. Then you have all the offensive talent. Yeah, you know you should be able to pepper him, and you know just make his night busy, make him work. I know we hit the post. I know we did all these things, but that's a game. To me, you have to win. You're riding off the high again, Ryan O'Reilly and Nola Shari. You got to pick up those two points. I'm not trying to be pessimistic, Pete, here, but those were two very <laughs> winnable points that you needed to have. And you, you were lackluster on defense. The defense did not engage. No, they were not we were, ready for any. There's a lot of one ones. There's a lot so, of odd man rushes. That, shout out to that kid on Chicago that scored his first goal, though. I felt I felt okay for him. Oh, Wol Holman or Wolven or whatever his name is. Gutman. Yeah, there you go. Gutman. Good, Good job, Gutman. Gutman. You score right. against Sammy. So at least we're two one and zero that week. And now I want to know for the week that's coming up, the week that will be Toronto Maple Leafs take on the Buffalo Sabers tomorrow night. Seattle Kraken on Sunday, Ooh. and it's eluding me who else they play this week. There's one other. They don't play Saturday. Kraken, Crackheads. No, they play the Kraken. They play Buffalo. Minnesota. The game. Wow. Oh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna lead this one off this week. 
I'm going to say the Toronto Maple Leafs go one, one, and one. Oh, they win tomorrow night against Buffalo, slay a demon there. They lose to Minnesota because they're fighting tooth and nail to get to the playoffs. And then they OTL loss to the Seattle Kraken, who, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, are a legit NHL team. Um, are they is the is are these games on the road? Uh, I believe they're all home. Buffalo all home. is on the road, I I think. I'm Buffalo's sure. on the road, and then the wild is home, and then they're on the road because they go Kraken, Oilers. Flames cannot. I was gonna say I I was sniffing I was sniffing a Western road trip coming around again, but we haven't hit that yet. Yeah. Um, okay, my picks here. I'm going. Buffalo's always had her goddamn number, and now that Ryan O'Reilly's a leaf former Buffalo Saber, you know they're gonna be act. They're gonna be hungry to beat us now. So I think Buffalo's gonna just flat out beat us in regulation. That's gonna be one out. Next, we have Minnesota. I think the Leafs are going to steamroll Minnesota after taking an L from um, Buffalo. That's one and one. And then the Kraken, I I think they have our number this year. They fucking stomped us in Toronto. They're going to beat us. Um, I, I'm going to say an OTL. I'm going with James 1-1-1. One, one, one. Dilly. I'm going uh... – shit. <laughs> what is so it Tuesday, Tuesday, I want to, I for any of my betters, this is only advice. Book it. Ryan O'Reilly is going to score against his former team, the Buffalo Sabres. Yep. Book that one. Very cool. Um, I think we're going to, I think we're going to lose an overtime to Buffalo. I think we're going to win against Minnesota. And I think we're going to get an overtime winner against Seattle. So 2 0 oh, and 1. Two, all, one, right, one. all right. Love, love the optimism. All I'll right. Try. Well, our friend from across the pond is going to slide in with the time here as well for the week. It's going to be 1 2 and 0. Oh. Let's Andy. hope it's not. Let's hope it's not. Let's hope we ride the momentum of the Ron O'Reilly Nola Sherry trade. And let's hope we get another trade this week as well. Uh, <laughs> But that is the week that was and the week that will be. And now we're sliding into the good, the bad, the ugly here on the Lease Weekend. They're brought to you by our friends over at Smitty's Sports Cards. And guys, did he ever send me some cool things for the giveaways heading down the stretch here? Look at this one right here. I like a little shadow box action. Oh, that is a Nick Robertson. Box. I love Nicky that. Robbie. Nicky Robbie shadow box rookie. That'll be coming down the pipe. But shout out to Space Sports Cards for sponsoring the good, the bad, and the ugly segment on Offside. Guys, the good. Morgan Riley, 400 points on the career. Let's go. Hit him with the four like Austin Matthews. Mr. Morgan Riley getting it done on the point sheet. Love it. Absolutely love it. Um, I'm going to leave the next two to you guys. I usually roll with what the, the good, the bad, and the ugly is and let you guys, you know, agree or disagree with me. Um, guys, what do you think the bad is this week? The, the goaltending. I would say the goaltending, no? Sonar looked good on Wednesday. Yeah, Sonar but like our situation Wednesday. right now, I mean, we had Shalgren and and uh, Wool as our uh, our one-two on Friday. I mean, like our goaltending is never 
How many? It's never been fully healthy, and it's just it's just a little pet peeve in the back of my head every time I'm watching the Leafs. I'm just like, there's well, never. But the, what if Wool and Samsonov are really just it? What if that is the actual combo? What if Wool has finally it. come to fruition? Could be it. You don't know, but we haven't seen consistent I'm wins from getting Ben Scriven in, in a couple in a couple of games. It's either Sammy's on or. Uh, or Wolves on. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you guys remember Ben Scriven's HL goalie of the oh. year. <laughs> like, Groovy, baby. Just because they're, they're, he's, doing, he's doing pretty well in the HL. I'll give him that. But, like, it, it, it sometimes doesn't translate that well into the NHL. And as we know, we know the Leafs' defense has gotten progressively better. And so I think with a solid decor in front of that goaltending, it might hold up in the playoffs. I just want to see... I just want to see Samsonov and Murray stay healthy. That's, I don't know, that's my bad. Dylan, if you have something else, I'd love to hear it. No, no that's a pretty good bad. I think it's good bad. Uh, All right, oddly, now. Oddly, I think it's obviously the Chicago loss. Um, Patrick Kane kind of was just like proving it. <laughs> just he Patrick Kane. Like, <laughs> he was just like, screw you guys. I don't care. I, he also had let let's put this into perspective here. He has eight career hat tricks and two. Two of them are against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Of course, in the it Austin is. Matthews era, by the way. <laughs> because that game that you know that game against Austin, this one, this one, yeah, uh, that is our ugly because we couldn't. Did you see Matthew Nice the other game. night? Sorry, when when quote unquote he has hip. Issues filling my ears with shit on that one. He's I think fine. He does. We don't care. Still think he does. I still think he's going to be useful. But yes, uh, even a even a blind squirrel finds a nut every now and then. How, how old is Patrick King? Uh, thirty-two. I don't know. No, he's not thirty-two. He's like he's up. What year like were you Crosby. born? What's that? What year were you born? Uh, I'm a ninety. I think he's two years older than you because I think his his number eighty eight is actually the Are year he sure? was born. I'm looking this up. He was born in eighty eight. He's thirty four. He's going to be thirty five this year. I thought he was a little older than that, but okay. So he's going to be thirty five this year. Doesn't matter. Thirty five is old as shit. He's thirty four right now. The logic behind it was hit right on the dot. Sorry, I had to. All right. That's um, yeah, I think that's our ugly. That was a brutal game. We'll we'll say that's the good, the bad, and ugly right there. Wrapped up. That's from brought to you by Smitty Sports Cards. Uh, a lot of chirping coming in on the chat here from Clark Monroe, uh, talking about a statement game against the Buffalo Sabers. Uh, it always is a good matchup against Minnesota, and the Kraken will be another statement game for the Leafs. He's predicting a three zero and zero week, not too shabby. Um, folks, we're gonna get into uh, off the glass right here around the NHL. Just some topics, right quick. Uh, and then we'll get into our Bearded Blue Warrior and put a bow on the week that was for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, so off the glass here, we're going to talk about Jonathan Taves. Um, released a statement and says, you know, he's dealing with uh, post-COVID effects still and will not be uh, returning to the Chicago Blackhawks lineup anytime soon, uh, taking him off of the uh, the trade board, basically. Uh, so we wish... Jonathan Taves, all the best. Hope he gets better. Yeah. Um, beats this, comes back. Obviously, he probably will be a Blackhawk next year. Um, but what do you guys think about the Jonathan Taves announcement? 
everyone thought there was something going on. Uh, it was an illness at first, and now obviously it is a severe illness. What do you think? It's been weird seeing with Jonathan Taves ever since the lockout. Like he he missed the the first year after the whole lockout thing. So I I yep. like I think COVID has affected him the most out of any NHL player. It looks like. Yeah. Um, it, it would have been so cool to see him go to Winnipeg, his, I guess his hometown team. But uh, yeah. yeah, no, it's just unfortunate to see see such yeah. a warrior out of the lineup. He's he's what isn't his nickname Captain Serious? Yeah, yeah. He's he's a trooper, man. I heard a stat on TSN that um, I think there was like some Canada games when he was like sixteen or something like that, and he was playing for the West. And he won their first and only gold medal for the entire West team. So uh, he's he's been a touted uh, guy. He's had the world on his back in Chicago for a lot of years, and he's held it really, really well. Um, I feel absolutely terrible for him, and I I, I don't think uh, I don't think he he will go anywhere else, uh, considering the illness now. And I think he's just going to ride into the sunset in Chicago, considering the three cups are already won there. So um, I hope he gets better, of course, and I hope he can come back for another season just to uh, kind of sign it this year. Yeah. Hmm. Well, the next player that's off the market now with the Detroit Red Wings, mathematically, uh, points percentage-wise, in the playoffs, uh, even though they're a couple of points back and they have games in hand, that's why they say their points percentage puts them in the playoffs takes Tyler Bertuzzi off the market, a guy that a lot of teams were looking at and thinking about. And now with the May 8th, um, I guess, release or dropping of all restrictions COVID-wise to enter the United States uh, with non-vaccinations, that also opened the door for Canadian teams to no longer be concerned about Tyler Bertuzzi and that issue. So that may be... uh, May have been a thing to, to get him going, but now I guess he is now completely off the market uh, unless the Detroit Red Wings decide to plummet down the standings a little while. But it looks like they're starting to get their mojo back. So Tyler Bertuzzi no longer a trade target for any team. But like I said, the caveat being no teams were concerned about the vaccination status as it seemed to be a moot point that he'd be allowed to play and do what he needs to do with that May 8th deadline coming up. So he would have been exempt anyways. Pretty awesome. Cool. So what do you guys think about that? Do you think that – here's the thing. I said Detroit would make the playoffs, if you guys remember. I do remember, and you're supposed to make a dance if they don't make the playoffs. Well, looks like you might be doing your dancey dance. I am not doing the dance because they are not making the playoffs, James. Don't give me that. They are They are points percentage in the playoffs right now. Buffalo is going to make it. I don't care. Buffalo is going to make it. Lucas Raymond is out, I think, for the season. Don't quote me on that. Uh, That is a huge dig in their lineup. Um, Yeah, I don't think Detroit. It's okay. You just uh, drop in and I say Jakob Verana in the spot of where Raymond. He's not doing well, James. He is not doing well. Maybe (laughs) I get to pick the dance and song. No, or yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah, me and you. I think because. Because I joined in on you. Oh, really? Okay. Cool. Yeah. Okay, I, I definitely I'll, remember I'll that. Dance. I'll dance. There's no problem dancing, but you guys are going to both be dancing because Detroit's making the playoffs. No, they're not. You're – no. You're full of leaky, leaky Samsonov poo. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, of... okay, okay. 
All right. Coming out with the real stuff. You're just reposting other people's chirps. Me? Just reposting. I ain't never heard that one yet. Oh, my God. All right. Let's move on to the next little tidbit here. Um, I want to know what you guys think of the fact that Frank Saravelli of the Locked On – no, not the Locked On Network. What do they do? What, what side are they from? Whatever. You know. Daily Face Off. Daily, Daily, Daily Face Off. There yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, is a little upset that Kyle Dubas didn't uh, pay him the respect of picking up the phone <laughs> in the middle of the night and calling him and saying, hey, we're breaking a trade here with the uh, St. Louis Blues. Do you want to drop the knowledge here? Am I wrong in saying that he sounds like he's hurt over this? That he sounds upset that he wasn't the one to get to break this deal? Because I love the fact that people keep receipts. And there's a receipt from Frank Saravelli talking about Nolachari and Roy and O'Reilly on how those two players are players you get to get you over the hump in the playoffs. And now that the Leafs have done such move, apparently it's not. I'm, I'm thinking there's a little butthurtyism there. And, and Frank, I'm not doing this to chirp you, but you, you can't go and say on one hand a week before that the deal is a good deal and it's something you should do to get your team over the hump. And then when the team that you want to break the trade for does it and you don't get the piece of the pie, you're upset about it. Well, so, guys, are we saying Frank Cervelli is hurt here? Or are we just... Uh, I don't know any context to this, James. I, like, okay. what, did he tweet something that may have indicated that he was upset? Like, I, I He made like, a 15-minute podcast about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> and wow. basically ripped the trade to shreds and said the Leafs overpaid, etc. Anything oh. you can think of to say that it wasn't a good trade, even though a week before he was saying anyone who added those two players to their team... Was making a push. We spent 15 minutes chopping up the Rhino Rally trade. It could have gone longer. Plenty on Kane. Oh, crying. Yeah, sorry. I just read the thing. I mean, like. There's I that. But then if you go into the comments, the comments, people breaking down what he said. Um, you know, he definitely sounded like he was upset that the deal wasn't coming from his lips. Uh, what, about like, that. I'm sorry, Frank, if you're listening, but like cry me a river like like in all honesty like i like i just why don't other people get to break it like i'm sorry like you you boasted up everybody saying oh if you trade for these guys you, you're gonna be good but then you're sour that dubis didn't tell you about it but like do you have a receipt of you giving dubis information about something or like if you have given him a favor and he does, and he is should be giving you a favor back. Then I understand why you should be sour about it. But in all honesty, like it's up to it's up to Dubis who he tells. Like it's not, it's yeah, not, it's not really. I think you guys might be overthinking it. I think he's he's a professional. He's just maybe he's just saying because everyone's saying right now, oh, it's a great trade for the Leafs. Maybe he's just doing it for clicks. Maybe he's just ripping it apart for clicks. Like someone's got to be talking negatively. Can't always be on the, you can't always be positive about something here. So maybe, I don't know. Maybe he's just doing it for clicks again. I I, I don't know. I'll, I haven't listened to the podcast. I haven't heard what he said, but maybe I'll, I'll do that after this. And maybe it'll change my mind next week. I'll have to wait and see though. 
All right, all right. The last thing here, we'll move on from the Cerevelli uh, butthurtyism and move mm-hmm. to the the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, the Leafs' future first-round opponent, which is pretty much locked in, whether they're home or away to start, is the only thing that's different um, and may change. What do you guys see? I want an answer from both of you. What do you guys see the Lee are the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning doing to respond to the Maple Leafs moves? I I don't know what they can do, James. I don't know their cap situation. I heard they were in on Luke Shen. Tampa? We're talking Tampa right now, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um I don't know, man. I don't know if they have to do anything. Like you have Andre Vasileski, who is a playoff workhorse. Like I think they can just leave the team as is, and they'll still they're still gonna make this game go to game game seven. Like it's it's gonna be close regardless if they make a move or not. Man, they are kissing that cap by yeah. Yep. A shit ton. Like, in all honesty, I think, like, they even moved McDonough this offseason, and, like, they still need to do that again this offseason. Unless it goes up to $90 million, which I don't think it is. But, like, yeah. Um, I don't know. They they have always had – they've had Andre Vasilevsky for – I don't know how many years, and he's been solid. Uh, their decor does not look terrible, but I know that this year Hedman has kind of dropped off in points, points wise. They're they're always tough to play. They're always going to be tough to play, especially when you got Victor Hedman, Kucherov, Point, Vasilevsky. Like it's it's going to be close, and even if the Leafs do, they do get knocked up by the Lightning. Man, you. St- I hope they re-sign Dubis. 100%. I mean, they – yeah, like they might go out and get a depth guy, but the only thing I think of when looking at their lineup is they have a very old bottom uh, forward line. Patrick Maroon, Corey Perry. I mean, those guys are even those you're, guys. Yeah, right? Edward Belmare. What are you? What are you on about over there, James? I'm just James so excited. I'm so excited right now. Um, so, so we're talking about Tampa deadline cap space: seven hundred nineteen thousand nine hundred sixty-seven dollars. Then you look at the Maple Leafs deadline cap space: four point four two zero. So $4.4 million in cap space for the Maple Leafs to use at the trade deadline. So here's the old Michael Jordan song. Anything you can do, we can do better. So if Tampa goes and adds a depth defenseman, then Toronto can go add a better depth defenseman. Toronto can bolster their top six. You want to talk about Tampa's top six maybe being old? Here's another thing. I didn't guys. say top six. They're bottom. They're, they're bottom six. They're bottom six. Hey, three, three, one, two, three cup runs for Tampa Bay. Tell me those guys aren't tired. That's what I'm saying, James. Like gas out of the tank. Pierre Edward Belmare, Corey Perry, and Patrick Maroon. 
Two of them are 35 plus. I don't know how old Patrick Maroon is. He probably is 34, if, if it's my guess. That's her bottom bottom uh, forward line. You got Kucherov, Point, Stamkos. Does it? I don't know if that is the actual first line, but those are their superstars. Then you got Sorelli, Killorn, uh, Nick Paul. Nick Paul killed us last year, and he was a great asset to them. But I feel like Toronto. I feel like Toronto went out and got uh, their Nick Paul this year. Who's our Nick Paul? Ryan O'Reilly or Noel? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Ryan O'Reilly. Damn, dude, I'm still in shock that we have Ryan O'Reilly on this Maple Leaf team. And then I they have the rabbit. I think Dubas is going to pull a couple more rabbits out of the hat. 100. percent With with four million, he'd be silly. Please resign that man. <clears throat> I don't care if they get knocked out in the first round. Please <laughs> resign fucking Kyle Dubas right now. You know what? You know who they're using. As their LTIR. Brent Seabrook, come on down. Yeah. They're Brent Seabrook. Brent Seabrook on for who? Tampa. Tampa Bay. They traded for him to put him on LTIR. I had no idea. And they still only have over $700,000 in cap space. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. Tampa Bay operates on wonky business lines only. Yeah. Shady team. <laughs> also, no state tax. Also, they are still paying Vincent LeCalvier. That's crazy. Listen, we just got rid of Philly Kessel off our books, boys. So we're no better. No better. Hey, hey, yes, we are because Kessel is still playing and Vinny LeCalvier is not. Vinny LeCalvier went on to get two more contracts after that one, too. Wow. Redonkulous. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Offside. The oh, Weekender right here. Or, beautiful what's up, warrior, mister. Oh, I almost wrapped her down. All right. All right. I yes. thought that's what you were getting to here. I thought we were waiting. <laughs> Boy, I feel like a big bad biker man now. Bald head. Patrick Maroon is 34. Thank you, ZZ Press. Should we all just pick the same guy right now? The bearded blue warrior or what? I think we should all go one, two, three and say the exact I got a different guy than you guys. Oh, of course you do. Fine, James. Okay, then. Fine, James. You go first then this time. Yeah, you go first, James. My bearded blue warrior for the week is none other than Ryan O'Reilly. No, it's oh. not. It's not. It's Kyle Dubas. That's that's, that's what, what we were gonna say. We were gonna say Dubas. Oh no, I ripped my beard. Oh my oh. god, he ripped the beard. He, ladies and gentlemen, he ripped the beard. He avoided the the sweep of Dubas being the bearded blue warrior. So I that's, guess mine. mine that's is who I was gonna pick, right, Dylan? You were gonna pick Dubas. Yes. As well? yes. yes. What the hell, James? All right. Well, then fine. Andy, because One. Andy commented it. Two, three, three. Kyle, Kyle Dubas. Let's go, <laughs> James. James, we need to work on our telepathic. I thought you guys were all going to say Ryan O'Reilly. That's that's no. right. I looked at Andy and I was like, "You're right, Andy. You all are right. right. You need a new beard. Pull James off one of the biggest beer. blockbuster trades. One of the biggest blockbuster trades I've ever seen. It's amazing." It's absolutely amazing. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been another 
Offside, the Leafs Weekender, because this is Offside Hockey Talk, where the Leafs and hockey come to talk. See you soon. (laughs) 